we are recording in three, two, one. It's finally here. We're online. We've got a website. We've got everything sorted out. You can find us at Tuesday afternoon long snapper. We've got a cool new logo that, even if I do say so myself, was pretty wicked. And we're ready to go to the world, not just the Wonkers to a Man League. Uh, Craig, Martin, and Mark, how are you doing? What's up? Yo, good, pal. Good, pal. Good. Cheers. Good. Um, I think... You know, we've spent a little while practicing doing this now. We're somewhere between quite poor and average, which I think is a good benchmark to move on from. Um, Talk for yourself, mate. I mean, I've got no words for that. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, shall we, without further ado, crack on? We start every week, as usual, with a quiz. I've done it this week. It's all to do with money, as that seems to be the prevailing theme at the moment in the NFL, signing contracts and whatnot. Basically, I've had a look at uh, a few little stats and whatnot, as is my want, as people who know me well will, will testify. So in a, in a QI kind of way, I've got a little sound effect uh, for each of you for your buzzers. Uh, Mark, here's yours. That's the sound of the fence that you sit on when you're supporting your teams. <laughs> um, sounded like a Wookiee to me. <laughs> Martin? <laughs> that is a Kamal. Kamal? A Kamal. <laughs> uh, if you listened to last week, you'll know what that's all about. And, and obviously, Craig, there's nothing else we could have for you, really, other than... He's not Jesus. There Craig, go. I've got enough. <laughs> right, hang on. Um, right, so we'll crack on. Uh, Andrew Luck, Martin's man crush of last several years. He has the largest guaranteed amount of any NFL player at the moment. What percent percentage of the overall value of that contract is guaranteed? What percentage oh, of Andrew enough. Luck's contract is actually guaranteed? That will be Martin. Let's have a guess. 65%. And unfortunately, that's quite a good guess, but... Ah. Over to Mark and Craig. Who's going to go first? He's not Jesus. Craig. I'm going to go 72%. Uh... We'll give you that. It's 70%. Craig off to a belter again, as usual. Standard. <laughs> um, question two. He's after winning back the Craig Edmonds award. Not as long as <laughs> yeah. I've got a hole in my ass. Fact. Um, <laughs> question number two. How many NBA salaries average more than Andrew Luck over the course of their contracts? Martin's buzzed in first again. He's confident. None. <laughs> you are not doing well at this, Martin. Perhaps you should uh, wait till next week. Who's up next? Well, when, I, when, I, when I set the quiz. Yeah, when you set the quiz, <laughs> you've got, a, you've got a, quite, a good, um, quite a good chance then. There's that fence creaking. That must be Mark. What are you going for, Mark? <laughs> uh, 
I've, I've got a feeling it's quite a low number, a bit more than not. I'm going to go with two. <laughs> Honestly, Craig. Right, I think I think you're both way wrong. But the qu- reason I'm hesitating is because when you say their salary, do you mean at the end of their career what they've actually no earned? no their their current contract the, as in their contract their current comparison, contract, how many NBA earns... players earn more than Andrew Luck per year? Fifteen percent. No, it's not a percentage; it's a number, Craig. Oh, fifteen <laughs> like fifteen. Fifteen. <laughs> Uh, no, no one's going to get that one. It's actually there are eleven players in the NBA oh, that are averaging more wow. per year than Andrew Luck, who is the yeah. highest-paid player in the NBA. Oh, in the NFL, fuck. I knew it'd be. I knew there'd be a few of them. So Craig's obviously still out in front. Um, question three: How many MLB players average more? Is it higher or lower than eleven? Martin? I'm going to say lower. (laughs) (laughs) So useless. (laughs) Um, He's not Jesus. Craig, straight in there again. Higher. (laughs) It is higher. There's there's 14 players. They earn stupid money. 14 players in the MLB that earn more than Andrew Luck. You didn't even give me a chance on that one. Well, you could have said the same. There's three of you. There's three options. I I was going to say higher. Wait, you didn't get there. Craig put his hand up first. I can see all of you, remember? Okay, yeah. question four. Who has earned more in their ke- in their entire career? Tom Brady, Kevin Garnett, or Alex Rodriguez? There's that creaking fence. That must be Mark. I'm going with A-Rod. He's had two big contracts, um, Yankees and the Rangers. I fancy I, I fancy A Rod for that. That's correct. Yeah. That means Mark. <sighs> it was just you a bit have quicker to get on the draw. The last question right <laughs> to force the tiebreaker. So, how many years? And I will take to the nearest five. How many years would England cricket captain Alistair Cook have to play to earn the same <laughs> amount of money? <laughs> for the rest of his life and then some. <laughs> so come on. Who's gonna go? Who's gonna who's gonna bite? Oh I'll go, I'll go. He's not Jesus. He's not Jesus indeed. Craig, come on, give me a shout. To the if you give it to the nearest five, I'll go hundred and five years. That oh. I'm afraid to say is quite a oh. long way off. Oh Martin's got in there before you there, Craig. Unfortunately I'm gonna go three hundred and fifty years. Unfortunately, ah. still quite a long way off, so that just leaves the creaky fence boy to uh, have a little oh, go. Shit. And there, there he is. Let's have a listen then, Mark. What you got? I'm going to go something stupid. I don't know. 1,240 years. No, unfortunately not. It's 595 years, and that can only mean one thing, that for a second time... Standards. Craig is the winner of the quiz. You don't know See that, 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 it's all in a throw and the motion. It's in the motion. <laughs> it's all in the motion, apparently. I've got no idea what that means. Let's get rid of that. He's had his moment. Get rid of it. Let that run. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, is, that, what... is, that another, is that another nothing for mine? Yeah, another nothing. Oh, uh, no. In fact, that Martin, deserves... Martin's rolling a bagel, mate. Deserves. Every week. <laughs> definitely deserves Every week he's putting up a bagel. <laughs> 
Should we just count up how many uh, fantasy trophies we've got in the room? Oh, oh, always has to take it, it, it out, doesn't it? Always has to take it out. We've got markings, and now we're up so to two. Cool. Oh, hang on a minute. So cool. <laughs> oh, that, anyway, was, that, was, that, was, that was harsh. Let's get on to the, the meat of the point that we were making with all that stuff, and that is contracts, NFL specifically. Um, what you could probably tell from there, the highest earner in the NFL wouldn't make the top ten of either the NBA or the MLB. Obviously, those sports have an inherent advantage, and there's only 15, 16 players on either team. But what would you say? I mean, if you were an NFL player, how would you feel about that? I, I think it's carry on, Craig. I think I think it swings and roundabouts for me. I think that the the NFL we all know is a, is a very very uh, you, you, the the length of the game. I think sound like three years in the NFL. So. It's, it's difficult for players. They have to cash in when they get their chance, when they hit free agency, when they on the back of a good season. So it, it's very, very difficult. But you have to remember, they aren't playing for that long. Uh, uh, NBA season, as you already mentioned, far less players. And we're talking about 82 games. We're talking about two, three games a week at some times. So the workload is, 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 is very different. Don't get me wrong, but, you know, the idea is they're meant to keep in shape and 16 games in, in football is, is a tough, tough ask, but it's a, it's a different barometer. It's difficult to, to compare. Same with MLB. I mean, you know, MLB, you're paying 142 games a year. It's, it's mental. When you break down the, the salaries per game, yeah. the, the, none of the other sports touch the NFL. No. You know, Andrew Luck's getting, you know, $1.45 million per game. And nothing in the NBA, and nothing in the MLB, and nothing in any sport. The only, you know, Formula One is likely, yeah, Formula yeah, One, Formula One, top guys, and maybe a boxer, you know, who has, you know, fights once or twice a year, is likely to have a payday, anything like that, per event. So when you when you sort of balance it out and say, well, you don't play that many games, the game's tougher. If you're averaging more per game than the other guys, I don't I don't think it's completely unfair. It's only really the top guys that are earning that dough, though. You know, you can't. You're not going to look at, um, you know, your, your average second string middle linebacker is going to be on one million a year. You know, which is roughly. But that's but that's the same like for in every sport, league. isn't it? You talk about your, yeah, you know, your third choice centre of the Miami Heat football, isn't going to be yeah. earning anything like what you know, like a Mike Connolly Jr. is getting at the Grizzlies. It's it is comparable amongst all sports, I think, in terms of you know contracts. When you're looking at the biggest names earning the most amount of money, there isn't going to be that much. And in a, in a world of salary caps, it, it's, it's going to be that way. And certainly one of the differences you'll find with MLB and the NFL is baseball's got the minor leagues. So everyone coming in usually is tried and tested. People, you know, you're not going to give big contracts to unknown quantities. The, the, with the, the first round draft picks, they get their four-year contract they get, and then after that they get the one-year um, option to extend, don't they? The five-year um, five deal is basically what you're likely to get when you're drafted, which is a completely unknown quantity. So you just got to wait and see, whereas the other sports, there's, there's perhaps more measures in place to see if your contract is going to be worth it in the long run. Well, I, I think that, that that in itself is... Is probably one of the the challenges in NFL because, as we've said, as I said, you know, obviously, if you just drafted, you're not necessarily going to 
play a whole lot of football. But the average career span of a football player is around three years. So they obviously seriously limited the opportunity for people to earn, you know, like the Sam Bradfords in their rookie contract where they just rate money. But if you can't make a lot of money in your first four years and you don't have a first four years like your Andrew Lux, like your Russell Wilsons, then that opportunity for getting that big, either the you know the the, the one year option or the big contract in your fifth and sixth year, is is far more limited. So um, I'm, I mean, I don't think it's ho- I don't think it's wholly uncomparable. I just think there's massive pluses and minuses in in, in either sport. I mean, ultimately, what they all do, what any major sport, I suppose any major industry is you do get a reserve at the top you've got you you know you're really really good players and then you've got your elite those top 10 15 contracts much like the idea of the front franchise tag in nfl where you just you know you if you if you want that type of player you have to pay this amount of money and the team could justify it because of, you know, the the money that's associated with, um, you know, selling a shirts and the merchandise they're going to sell off the back of having those big superstars and the, ch- the better chance they've got of winning championships is, is worth it for them. You've also got to remember that a lot of the NFL guys are spending bag loads on weed. So. <laughs> Which is, I think, legal in about 20 states over there now. So, so Just obviously not within the, a 10-mile radius of any NFL club. <laughs> Um, the, the, certainly with, with the NFL contracts, what the way it seems to work is that one guy signs the big deal and then it's all about beating that deal the next time. Absolutely. So Von, Von Miller can, comes to the table and says, I want to get paid more than Ndamukong Sue. And yeah. he gets paid $150,000 more than Ndamukong Sue. And, and that's, that's very much so. When Andrew Luck went to the table, I'm sure he doesn't seem like the sort of bloke that's particularly worried about the, the, month, the, you know, the dollar signs, but his agent has said, we're getting paid more than Joe Flacco, yeah. and that—that's that, you know—and it, it's a stepping stone. Every time they stand on the shoulders of the bloke who came before them, and every contract gets that little bit better. But one of the things, certainly with the NFL contracts, that is, is quite difficult to get your head around is Andrew Luck got a hundred and forty million dollar contract, but only seventy percent of that's actually guaranteed. And that's so the case for all NFL. Sorry, yeah. carry on. Mind. Yeah, no, no, no. I was going to say, and, and that's one of the things that this whole guaranteed money, fully guaranteed money. You know, if a player signs a contract, he might be on twenty million dollars, but if he blows his knee out in training camp, he might not get a cent of that. Mm. And it's a very, very, you know, you've got to be very careful when they come to the table and, and negotiate these deals. That's the one big thing with the NF, with the NBA. All all the contract and the MLB for that matter. All the contracts are fully guaranteed. Um, so obviously the salary cap's gone up massively this year, which means that bog average players are getting paid stupid money, stupid serious money. cash. Yeah. yeah, and um, I mean they're not they're not even on the same planet as as um, NFL players, and, and and to a large extent they're they're blowing Premiership footballers out of the water at the moment. You know, you're getting average players on 300 grand a week. Yeah, but they don't see a lot of that. I think I, I think in general... If no, you're they see it all because it's all top, guaranteed. Yeah, well, absolutely, but you have to think about... The, the, there's only players in certain countries who earn the 300,000 mark and it's impossible for you to make that type of money when you play in those countries due to tax laws and whatever. I, think, I, had, a look, uh, I had a look on it, and in general, you look at the top echelon of players and that's not considering all the sponsorship because you don't, don't... That's not, you know... Sponsorship is massive money. Forget these base salaries. These are, this is the, you know, the 
starter. They've got a main and a dessert to come in the wider world. But in general, you know, you're looking at like 20 to 25 million for any elite sportsman. And that goes across um, baseball, football, basketball, Formula One and your top. Uh, footballers as well, you know, it's that, and that's some stupid money. Um, mentioned the Von Miller contract, which has a large amount of that guaranteed, 73 million guaranteed, which is the most for any defensive contract, and off the back of a massive Super Bowl performance. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a different, it's a different way of doing it. Uh, they have to make as much money as they can. Uh, and Martin, you made a good point about setting a standard, setting a precedent once a certain type of player earns money. Um, It's why it's so important to have the players' unions across those, well, MLB, NBA and NFL. And NFL's got a pretty good track record. I've just got one question. Von Miller, you can look at it and say that he, because of what you said, the the, the performance he's putting in the Super Bowl, that guy's earned that money. You know, he had every right to go to the front office at the Broncos and and demand the money that he'd wanted. You look at the people in the in, in um, the NBA from this year onwards with the salary cap going up. It's it's named Bradley Beal, um, Demar Rosen, Damian Lillard, Al Horford. These aren't guys that are you know absolute world class superstars. Yet they're all now in the twenty five million dollars a year bracket. You can see why the the NFL players are looking at it, thinking, "Christ, I got in the wrong spot." Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, just one question for you though, lads: Are they happy? <laughs> what you probably. mean all, all the bitches and the cocaine and life. the cannabis and the guns <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you, you're getting players is it, is it Dion Sanders who came out and told his son go and play baseball yeah go and play yeah. football I mean that's in part the concussion thing and no one yeah. quite knows that's the, the, that's the, the long term impact but equally he saw the, the money that A-Rod's making and people like that and gone boy play that game that is the one where you're going to not lose your brain and make some serious money yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. thinking well if you if you are a dual athlete and you've got the option to go both ways then Baseball. i think a lot of them are now going you know the russell wilsons of the world who, who might have you know probably could have turned pro at baseball as well now thinks oh hang on a minute maybe i'll go to but in you know the nfl might start to lose some potential superstars because they're thinking you know some of the college guys um who was, you know, you had um, Jimmy Graham play ba- uh, basketball, as did Antonio Gates, didn't they, in college? Maybe they decide, well, I'll be a second-tier NBA player because oh, my career will last longer and oh, I'm going to make a lot more money. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but I think the, the last collective um, bargaining agreement the NFL had, they, it was certainly structured in a way that, as I understood it anyway, that it protected that kind of middle and lower-tier players, that the minimum salaries that you'd get and now uh, were bumped up, which obviously, and teams have got to spend a certain amount of their salary cap. They can't have gaps there. They can't just not pay players. So, you know, the, the salary cap creeps up each year as the, um, the amount of money the league makes goes up. So it, it's a business as well. It's not just about the players making money, but it's about the, the teams treating it like a business and making sure that they can have a balanced squad. It's no good going, well, we've got one superstar, we've paid them all the money, and now we've got nothing but people making minimum wage the rest of the way because that ain't going to win anything. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned Russell Wilson there. He's made a good bit of money, and he, for, a, you know, but for four years of his contract, he was he was on relative peanuts because he was an, un, well, a sixth round, f- fourth round, wasn't it? Fourth or fifth? Fourth, I thought it was. Something yeah. like that. Anyway, yeah. he was on peanuts. Unlucky. Um, 
let's move on. We've um, we've we're doing obviously we're no football about at the moment. We're having to come up with uh, little things to keep ourselves interested. So this week we're going to talk about our fantasy man crush. Obviously, every year there's a player that grabs you by the by the man manly area and uh, caresses you gently and makes you yearn for more. Really, so. Um, uh, speak for yourself, mate. <laughs> Craig, Craig, a little bit too defensive there for me. Um, <laughs> so let's start with you, anyway, Craig. Let's um, let's what what uh, what player is your is your fantasy man crush for 2016? So I had a couple. Um, we spoke about Von Miller, beast, absolute ledge of a guy. Uh, I flirted between Von. Flirted between Cam, Super Cam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mate. I, I legitimately feel uncomfortable listening to that song and talking about it. <laughs> and I have, I, I have no prejudice, I promise. <laughs> um, but yeah. God, mate, I can't, I can't talk. I've got to say another man's name while you're banging man in the background. <laughs> Just, uh, just get it out, man. Just get it out. I've got, I've got, I've, I've settled on Ezekiel Elliott. I've spoken about him all year. I think the man's uh, super athlete. I, I really hope he doesn't beat his bird up. <laughs> I really hope he doesn't knock her about. <laughs> but I think, I think he goes big this year. I think, I think this is going to be. We're going to remember the, the the rookie party that was Ezekiel Elliott. Cool. So there you go, Ezekiel Elliott for. Uh... For Craig, there. Um, let's move on now, Mark. Um, you've got Ezekiel Elliott in the uh, in the man cave. Who are you going to put in there with him? Who are you going to lube up? If, if there's if there's one guy next year that I want to be getting into my fantasy hot tub, I'm going <laughs> with uh, the, the the sexual Mr. Todd Gurley. <laughs> The man was a, a, a beast in 2015. Beat out Amari Cooper, not like that. <laughs> rookie of the year. Um, considering he missed, he missed the first two games of the season. Effectively, the first three because he only played a couple of snaps in the in the third game. Still finished uh, third highest total yards out of all running backs. Second overall with 10 touchdowns. Um, fifth highest point scoring um, running back in, in 2015. The guy's amazing. He actually averages, in the games he was active, he averaged 15.5 points per game, which is better than Adrian Peterson. Um, he's now got the addition of a good QB, um, hopefully. Um, so you could see a rise in catch production as well. 21 catches from 26 targets in 2015. He's got massive upside. He's another year on recovering from his ACL. Um, and he's the absolute superstar on a very average team. He's going to get constantly given the ball. Um, there's a rookie QB to bed in. The game plan is surely going to be give Gurley the ball until he throws up, and he's welcome in my hot tub any day. That was emotional, wasn't it? He's got that great really thighs was. as well. Have you ever seen his thighs? They're incredible. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> a beast, a beast. Okay, um, I'll do mine now. I'm going to go... For the train. The Rules train. Tommy Rules. Did you know when he was in high school, he had a game where he, he ran for 500 yards and eight touchdowns? <laughs> 500 yards and eight touchdowns. The guy who beat the record, set by Mark Ingram, 
So, you know, that would not Mark be a Valentine Ingram, so that's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that would not be a team you'd want to play on your, on your away game, would it? Mark Ingram. Uh, we'll spell Mark Ingram. We've got Thomas Rawls. Brilliant. Refs up. Um, some people claim it is slow. I did a bit of research on this. Did you know... If Usain Bolt was put under the 40-yard dash at the Combine, he'd run a 4.1. Rawls ran a 4.6. The fastest man in the world is half a second quicker over 40 yards. Now, that doesn't mean anything to me. The bloke is fast. He's fast. <laughs> he's hard. And but, but clearly much slower than Usain Bolt. Well, clearly, but half a second, man. That, that's what I'm saying. It, it makes an absolute mockery of that, of that, of that measurable... Well, what's half a second over 40 yards? The fastest man in the world is half a second quicker than you. Over 40 yards, that equates to what? A yard? Mate, it's ages. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, he had the most yards ever by an undrafted running back before he broke his leg. Um, and he's coming back from his broken leg. I think he's going to be double hard. He's, he's just... He's just. Have you ever seen a picture of him as well? Dashing. <laughs> Dashing is good looking. And he's top on he's top of a very thin running back chart to be fair now that Marshall's gone. Kristen Michael is the only threat. And if that's a threat, then I'm gone. Martin, over to you. My mate. turn. It's your turn. Who have you gone for? Kel Surprise. It's proper love this time. <laughs> <laughs> He's number 12 on the roster, but number one in my heart. <laughs> You've got a lot. A solid... He's not Andy, luck. Andrew. have got a lot of time for people to use their full and proper name. So no abbreviations there. It's not common old Andy. Andrew. Andrew Luck. And the geezer's practically British. He's schooled here in London. <laughs> His old man was running the World League back in the early 90s. He was the smartest kid in school. He got the um, Co-Valectorian award there. The biggest kick in the spuds for me were the Dolphins fucked it up. <laughs> the suck for luck in 2011. We were 0-7. Right on course to signing... <laughs> the best quarterback of his generation and only the Dolphins can fuck up being rubbish and manage to pass that on and then let the Colts come in you know oh god it's alright though because you're right you said about rules being you said about rules being being fast as well I mean Andrew Luck his 40 time was 4.67 so he's only you know literally a, a blink of an eye slower than Thomas Rawls and you know most running backs so they're both fuck slow then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's got records coming out of his ass. He, you know, you look each year. He runs the ball well. He had like he's got over thirty-three um, percent getting first down whenever he runs the ball. So every every third time he runs the ball, it's going to go for a first down. He's got records throwing the ball. He's got records running the ball. In his rookie year, he only had two yards less than uh, Run DMC. <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing, but <laughs> yeah, and he had more touchdowns in his um, rookie year than Stephen Jackson and DeMarco Murray. So what is not to love about that chin-bearded bloke? <laughs> he is just... Oh, everyone goes on about Super Cam, but Andrew Luck, 
He's, he, he's worth every penny of that $140 million. <laughs> Let's leave it there. <laughs> Let's leave it there. I, I, take, I take it, Martin, you're, you're going to draft Andy up first, right? Andy. Yeah. No, 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 not Andy. Andrew. Andy. Andrew. Craig, you're going to draft... Andrew, um... Andrew Austin Luck will be top of mine. <laughs> Andy. How, how much are you going to pay for him? If someone's there going in, like, 120 bucks, are you going to draft him whatever? No. No, he won't. But he'll just well, be actually, upset. No. Well, let's, let, let's, can, can we edit that? And I'll say yes... And then I'll watch someone else draft him for like $130. How about that? <laughs> let, 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 let's just edit that, edit, edit that bit out. Yes, I will draft him no matter what. Whatever it takes. Whatever. whatever it takes. I am drafting him. Yeah. Um, Craig, would you, are you drafting Gurley first? Yeah. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, uh, I mean, barely, Elliot, I'm going Zeke. You, definitely first pick. He's, a, he's your first name on the sheet. Zeke, Zeke was my first name. Okay. And Mark, you're going Gurley first, right? All day. All day. I'm, I'm probably... I, if it was a snake, I wouldn't be drafting Thomas Rawls first. Mm. But he's no. my must-have player this year for the, for the auction. Okay. But, Luke, for, but for anyone in the Wonkers listening, I'm not going to pay over the odds for touch him. him. not going to touch <laughs> him. Uh, anyone in the Wonkers listening, I'll pay what it takes. Everything. All in. All in. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all in Andrew on that. Luck. 200 bucks. Um, um, so, yeah. We've... We've um, come out of the closet a little bit there with our fantasy man crushes. I am crushing hard on Thomas Rawls. Um, unfortunately, I don't think any of those players are going to be... Oh, no, Gurley's playing in England, isn't he? Gurley's playing yeah, over Andrew here. Andrew Luck's playing in England. And Andrew Luck. So, yeah, I'm completely wrong. I'm, I'm nailing this host shit. <laughs> no, nailing no. It. <laughs> anyway, talk, talking of England, Craig, you're going to take us through the, um, through the uh, Bengals game. That's right. Um, so I believe it's the third. Is it the third of the international series games? That's the, what it's on the third. Supposed to find out. What do you mean? This well, you know, one out. job: research that game, talk about it. I know everything <laughs> about the game, other than the, the, when the, when the order, <laughs> <laughs> other than the order in which it comes. I know that it's on the thirtieth, the end of October. That's so the last one, then. Yeah, yeah, 30th, it's the last, last one. one. Second, twenty-third, yeah. thirtieth. There we go. There you go. I, I never, I never, I never, I never booked the tickets. So yeah, um, skins Bengals. Now, first, I'm going to talk about the Wembley itself. We, we briefly touched on it when we spoke beforehand, but I suppose I think it's a, it, we. I don't think we talked about how positive the experience is, not just for the game, because I think one of the things. Uh, Doug, you talked about when you talked about Twickenham is that sometimes it feels a little bit sterile when you go to Wembley to watch an American football game, um, but you expect that atmosphere to be, uh, you know, revved up at Twickenham. Um, at times, yes, it can be a little bit bland. The game decides that sometimes. Uh, obviously, it's uh, you know it's not part of the culture here. There's a it's just almost a subculture now, um, but. It isn't just about the game when you get there. It's the whole process, the whole day. Whenever we go up, spend a few hours having a few drinks and a few and a couple of bars. We go do the fan rally bit. Somebody always has merchandise, so we've got to go to the click and collect shop. Do you know what I mean? So that's the whole whole experience. And if you're an NFL fan, it's absolutely worthwhile. Um, transport links are, are far better than 
than it is to get to Twickenham. To that much is is hundred percent. And I think we mentioned before, Club Wembley, no brainer. You're not queuing all day to go for a piss. You're not queuing all day to go and get a drink. You got somewhere to sit after the game so you can avoid the crowds. Hundred percent no brainer. So that's I'm a, I'm a fan of NFL at Wembley. Um, so that said, moving on to the game itself. The game, I think, I think this is probably going to be the most competitive of the three. Um, they, they are having a look firstly at their schedules. Neither will be in a position um, where where they can afford to lose lose a game. I don't. I, I think they're both going to be vying for wild card positions. I don't think either um, are likely to, to to top their group. Um, so it's going to be a very intense. It could be a very intense game. Um, Washington, they played divisional rivals the week before in the Browns, um, who would have also have already played the Steelers. So there's a good chance that Washington are in a position in which if they lose any more, they could be cut adrift. And very, very similarly, the Bengals are in a position. And the reason that's important is actually when you look at them statistically over the last year, very, very similar across the board, talking about passes, talking about um, rush yards. The only significant difference came in defense. And we know, um, you know, that that Bengals D-line at times was, uh, and their linebacker call was, was drastic. And there was a, a, you know, a 20 point swing between something like 92 yards allowed between 122 for the skins. So I think the game's going to be competitive. Um, I, I like Andy Dalton. I think he's grown. He's got better. I think AJ Green is an absolute monster superstar. Get, and, and I think that's another thing you've got to think about as well when we're here is who are we going to see? I want to see players who, when they hang up, when they're finished, them boys are going to be, you know, oh, I got to see AJ Green because I, I think he's going to be one of the all-time greats. Uh, I think it's going to be a good game, lads. I think it'll be decent. But it'll be, it's the one I want to go to most out of the three. That's the thing that I'm I'm looking for out of these games. Who who are we going to see? Who's going to yeah. be there that's going to make it exciting? I mean, for the Bengals, it's really Andy Dalton and AJ Green, isn't it? There isn't. I don't think there's much else. Jim. Well, Tyler Eifert's decent, but other than that, you Jeremy Hill, and and you can see Gio finally get to see a bit of Bernard running. Yeah. Yeah, Gino, Gino Atkins on that D line. He, he's one of the most dominant yes. D tackles yes. at the moment. You know, yeah. and I, I was thinking just the same thing that the superstars in this game there aren't very many superstars on the Redskins. There, there's two players maybe that I would say you could elevate to to that real kind of household name superstar on the Bengals, and I'd put Gino Atkins and AJ Green as the two. Dalton's, you know, a top to middling QB. But whether he's in superstar status yet, I don't think so. And, and to my got... mind, you know, this the interesting factor for this game is neither of these two teams have been over here before. Yeah. And, and you know, in the other matchups, we've seen at least one of the other two, you know, the, the other teams involved. You know, the only one coming over new is um, is the Colts. So, but this is two brand new teams. And I think the Redskins have a pretty decent following over here. Because when the sport was big in this country late 80s, early 90s, obviously they were a bit of a powerhouse. Yeah, they won the Super Bowl, Bowl, 91-92. So it was, you know, you're thinking, I think they could have have big support at Wembley. We've got a good mate who's a big big Redskins fan. Uh, You're forgetting about Josh Norman. 
Yeah, no, that's that's true. I, he, yeah, I think he's going to be a you know he's a new piece to the the Redskins D. Nor- Norman against It'll Green. Be interesting. It'll probably be Norman against Green, won't it? Yeah, I can't see who why That's... why they would match him. Yeah, anyone else up with uh, with Norman? There's none of the other receivers on the bet. You know, uh, are going to be what was it? They let um, Sanu go, didn't they? Yeah. And uh, so I'm not, I'm not even sure who they're. It's Pierre, Pierre Garçon's the other starting wideout. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would say that um, Norman against Green's probably worth the admission price on its own. Would that be fair? I think for me, it's, in these type of games, it's all about how good the game is. It's almost more important than the news playing. Like we we went last year for the the Bills Jags game, um, two teams at the time that neither of which were pulling up trees. But because it came came down to the last couple of minutes, it was you know a thirty one thirty four or whatever it was scoreline. It was a fucking exciting game. Um, this game for me is just the epitome of like a Premier League mid-table clash. It's two teams that are, are semi-decent. They're they're better than shit, but certainly not one of the best. Um, and because of that, as, as um, Craig said earlier on, you hope it's going to be a, a good game off the back of it. And you've got a couple of superstars sprinkled in a decent close game, and I think that's all it needs to be, and it probably will be. I think, well, I think, I think these two teams could both make a playoff run. I will say that. You've got to think, you know, the likes of... Um, Deshaun Jackson, AJ Green, superstars, can make something happen, will be exciting. But that defensive battle is important um, with some some big boys on the front line. Martin mentioned Atkins. You've got Dunlap in there as well. Ah, Matt, uh, Matt Jones. Like 25, we forgot about Matt 25, Jones. Yeah, 25 sacks between them two last year. Will be a good game. Yeah. And I also think that the sat here today, we're, you know, still a couple of three months away from that game coming round. Mm. And you mentioned the, the Jags versus Bills game. When that was announced, they were truly bottom feeders, both teams. And it looked on paper to be the worst of the, the, the matchups of all the games. But now, you know, when the game turned up, both teams were, were relevant and gave us a really good game. I think exactly the same could happen here, whereby we've got two teams you're not particularly excited about come to, you know, Wembley with a head of steam and you could end up with a, you know, almost a top-of-the-table clash between both teams. Are we going to move to any other business now? Yeah, let's, let's move I'm on fine. to any other business, lads. Uh, every week we do this. Uh, just, just quickly, if you do want to go back and listen to our back catalogue of our dress rehearsals, I'm going to pop those up online on our um, Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon long snapper feed. So that they'll be available. Um, Craig, any other business? Chat about whatever you want. Yeah, all right, cool, I will. And you're not going to like this. <laughs> um, I've, got, I've got to mention it. England have a new manager. And his name is... Big... <laughs> God. <laughs> and his name is Big Sam. Hey. And Big yeah. Sam said he doesn't play long ball. <laughs> I've got he to say, there's experience. just one thing, one thing to interrupt you with here. He is definitely... He's not Jesus. <laughs> Listen, I'll be honest. I, I I'm so uninterested in international football that Big Sam actually makes me smile. I'm I'm quite happy. I think it'll be entertaining. I've I'm cynical enough that I don't actually ever believe that England will be successful. Um, so if I can have a laugh, I listen to somebody who, you know. At best is passionate, at worst is uh, has a 
massive delusions of grandeur, then I'm sweet with that, mate. Let's see. Big Sam. Big Sam. I don't play long ball. All right, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> ask, ask West Ham fans if you play long ball. <laughs> Do you think that the um, the management board or whatever at the the FA went? Hang on a minute. Who saw that film, Mike Bassett, England manager? <laughs> the geezer from the Royal Family available? Oh, he's not. Okay. Um, who, oh, yeah. Big Sam will do. He looks and, like and that's what they've ended up with. Aladici. They wouldn't be saying that if my name was Aladici. <laughs> All right, Craig. I know you got to run, so um, go, awesome. go go and put your head back under that thumb, mate. Yeah, no worries. Cheers, right. lads. Later. Later. Um, Take it easy, so, uh, Moving on, um, Martin, let's have a listen to you or any other business for the week. Well, it's a shame Craig's gone because um, mine, uh, he's going to get no right to reply on this one because mine is uh, after his LOL at Russia last week, it is LOL at Craig for thinking a corrupt nation such as Russia is actually going to pay any attention to the <laughs> IOC and say we're banned from the Olympics Fuck you, IOC. No, we're not. Yeah. We're going to come there anyway. We'll, we'll, you know, who thought that, that someone that had been getting away with state-sponsored blooming drug-taking and, and corruption and, and cheating <laughs> wouldn't cheat their way out of getting caught? <laughs> so, LOL at Craig. Fair enough. That's wholly acceptable. Mark, what you got for us? Uh, quick one from me. Um, I don't know if any of you boys have caught it, um, but the second series of Ballers starts tonight. Um, <laughs> HBO HBO show. Um, it's like a comedy drama. It's one of my other major man crushes in the world, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, starring you need some music, man. As, uh, Spencer Strasmore, retired NFL player turned financial manager. Um, show it's basically the entourage for the NFL. I watched series one, thought it was ace. Um, plenty, pretty much, you know, there's topless women all over the place. Fucking great, check it out. Cheers. Is it also that they're um, the NFL and, and Rog doesn't like it very much because it's a little bit close to the bone? It's because it's I, I think they've. Hundred percent, they they hate it. Um, I they clearly don't like the fact that they're using um, like proper cities that are in the NFL. And yeah, I think it's a little bit too true for them, and they don't like it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Unlucky, Rog. Um, I'm going to talk about Alistair Cook. I know, Mark, you're a cricket fan. Martin, I'm sure you don't give two two poops. Um, Cookie, obviously... I like a bit of cricket. Um, well, look... Does Dominic Cork still play? No, I know Cork, yet, so he's <laughs> all right. Um, Phil Tufnell? Tuffers doesn't, no. Um, yeah. Okay. Isn't I mean, t- it doesn't Tuffers do, like... Um, five Live. That sports quiz now. Yeah. Uh, anyway... The bloke was on a hiding to nothing there. They scored 500 runs. They bowled the opposition out cheaply. It's roughly the equivalent of being 30 points up in the third quarter and getting shit for not going for two points because the book says you have to. Alistair Cook has yet to make a bad decision as England captain. The bloke can walk on water as far as I'm concerned. Leave him alone. All, All the people... Saying he, he, you know, we're negative with this, with that. You know, it's not about you lot. It's about winning test matches, and he did what was right, and it was borne out, and they won. So there, and I hope he's enjoying a few beers. He's a local lad to me as well, so you know, good on him. Um, yeah, quite agree. Quite agree. It gave him a good platform, and um, yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. Good decision. Won the test match. What else is there to argue about? Exactly. Anyway, look, that's the end of this week's podcast. We've found it a bit of a challenge this week, getting everyone together. We'll be back 
Wednesday next week due to work commitment. So hopefully we can all get together again next week and we can chat some more football and stuff. So cheers, fellas. We'll see you all next week. Cool, mate. Cheers. Take it easy. Cheers.